0: Here we go. You ready? Yeah.
1: Okay, we're gonna play a guessing game. We are? I make a question, you could hear you get to guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite kind of guessing game where I don't have to guess.
0: <laughs> we're gonna play we're, you, may, you are okay, gonna play you a You are going
1: game. to play a okay. guessing game. Okay. In 2023, which is this year. Yes. The surgeon general put out a warning about a health concern that he had. Okay what do you think it is?
0: Well, I know the answer to this one. I oh. actually do. Oh, okay. Loneliness. How
1: do you know the answer to that? You cheater.
0: I did not cheat. I actually haven't even looked at your notes. True story, ladies and gentlemen. But I think, did I end up having a conversation with you about it or somebody? But yeah, you know, it's a study on loneliness. It was compelling. Right? Yeah. I don't remember anything other than that.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> Here is part of the study. Wait,
0: ask me more questions so I can be right.
1: Okay, but you're going to get... This one's obvious. You're going to get this one too. Which is more detrimental to your health?
0: <laughs> Cigarettes or loneliness. God dang it. Whoa. Almost cussed here on In Good Faith. Um, loneliness. You're right. It's worse than cigs.
1: It's, it's crazy how you knew that. The Marlboro
0: man. man can live longer than the lonely man. It's crazy.
1: Oh, now, now there's yeah. a take. No, it just um, came to me. It, by the way, our episode today talking about loneliness... But more, I yeah. think we're talking we have about a it. Guest. For, that's
0: oh oh shoot! Stole
1: my line again. Oh, okay, I you I'm going to keep a tally of how often you steal my lines today. So far, we're on two. <laughs>
0: he's sleeping <laughs> right now. I
1: know. Okay, we do have a guest today. This is Louis, yeah, this our is puppy. Louis.
0: I don't know if we can see him. We're going to see how
1: long he's going to last today. Yeah. Right now oh he's sleeping, God. which yeah. actually Louis in,
0: Merle Smith.
1: Louis Merle Smith. Yeah. You gave him the middle name Merle.
0: Merle, after a horse I did equine therapy with in Nashville, it was amazing. <laughs> equine therapy. Did I say aquine?
1: Yeah. It's like, was it water? Oh, it's equine. Equine. e. am pretty sure. It's it,
0: the Aquaman therapy I did with right? the horse. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's
1: E-Q-U-I. Somebody can fact check. you know. I'm sure. My
0: but. voice is so tired today. I'm sorry.
1: No, it's like, it's kind of sexy. Really? Yeah, a little sultry. Yes. I like it. Yes. So we're yeah. talking about, obviously I started talking about loneliness and it is an epidemic, a pandemic. I mean, not like COVID was, but it is drastically affecting the physical health in our country, our mental health, our our well-being, particularly people who are over 65, over 25% Mm -hmm. of them live in isolation. So we're going to get into it and talk about friendship. We are going to do our part to help the surge in general combat loneliness. Don't you feel like such a good... Good citizen, I do. I
0: feel like a, um, an accomplished citizen. An
1: accompli- like we are, we are doing what the Surgeon General wants us to do. <laughs> so obviously, the way to combat loneliness is with friends. Although, since we have our special guest here, I do, Yo. I do want to add a caveat that dogs really do help with loneliness.
0: Like guys, if you need a takeaway already from this episode, um, get a little poo. particularly oh. from Oklahoma. I highly suggest the ones from Oklahoma; if they're good. <laughs>
1: It actually has blown my mind uh, a couple the start of the summer, like the kids were started school, but you were still in summer mode. So you were gone for the first couple of weekends when the kids started school, yep. which I found myself a little bit lonely when you were gone. I'm I sorry. could No, no, no. I'm not. I mean, thank you for being sorry. I'm not trying <laughs> to make you feel bad. We agreed in it together, but I could not believe how helpful this little guy was. Yeah. Little Louie, like cuddling and just it. it it kind of blew my mind actually how yeah. much companionship and comfort a dog can bring to if you're feeling lonely
0: and so we'd like to thank our sponsor dogs of america and if you go to <laughs> dogsamerica.com, you can find a puppy perfect for you i'm kidding that's i don't know if that's a website it might be hey everybody i'm super excited about one of our sponsors ag1 and the reason for that is it covers a lot of nutrient gaps and on top of that, supports my mental and physical health. I love the fact that it replaces my multivitamin and my supplements for energy and focus. So here's what we're going to do. For our listeners, get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and a five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase at drinkag1.com backslash faith. That's drinkag1.com backslash faith.
1: So obviously, I'm really serious. Dogs are a great cure for loneliness, but the other cure for loneliness is obviously friendships and relationships and and other human beings.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Uh,
1: other human beings. But you know what's so great about dogs? It's not this episode episode
0: (laughs) is going off the rails early.
1: You know what's so great about dogs is they're just there for you whenever you need them. They just want you to be happy. They want to make you happy. I we were anti-dog people for the longest time we but really then after were. getting this guy i do totally understand how they say a dog is a man's best friend i don't yeah. know why they say a man's best friend not human well don't they best mean more like
0: mankind yeah
1: that's a good question i'm not sure
0: not males yeah that would be short-sighted and limited right That profoundly
1: Pro- profoundly short-sighted yeah. and limited um but friendships with people yeah Are different than friendships with dogs because you know what people talk back people have emotions people it's life with relationships and people is so life worth living it is it is a life worth living but it also can be challenging Mm. and i think there is a reason there has to be a reason that so many people are lonely in our world today obviously we don't have a lot of the research about that but i think you and i are pretty smart people why do you think uh there's so much loneliness in our world today
0: well, I do wonder if it's the psychoanalysis and the excessive analysis that we do with one another because of media and because of social media. I don't want to be a broken record, everybody. I mean, this doing this podcast is social technically media. social media. Right. So let's just put that in perspective. We are the ultimate hypocrites. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It goes back to, to I think we're very self-aware, self-conscious, sometimes self-involved, I think. Uh, media is seemingly prone to that I think we're uh, this term like I'm in my head it's it's like we're all in our head I think there's a book that's come out called getting out of your head you know because I think we're all just like oh man maybe that's not the right thing or say the right thing or do the right thing or post the right thing And, and I think as a result it it makes us all feel like we're on a bit of an island and um I think one of the phenomenons that's interesting to me in the coffees and lunches and and, and breakfasts that I have with with different guys uh, going in different chapters and seasons of their life is that many of them are uh, living in, in in full homes, you know, whether it's uh, brothers and sisters or or moms and dads or a husband or wife or kids, and and it's like, oh my word, um, y- you can be in a full house and still feel very very alone. That's, that's such, interesting. Yeah,
1: that's such a good point. And if you would have told me in 2000 when we when we were been, been married for a year, that there would be these devices that you could connect with anybody around the world all, and whenever you wanted to, yeah. and that you could see what was happening in your friends' lives every day. And you know, every, if you would have tried <laughs> to describe to me everything that social media and our phones and everything that has changed since then in the last 20 some years. But if you would have told me that would have resulted to more loneliness, I I
2: yeah, wouldn't I literally
1: it. don't think I would have believed you. I would have said something is wrong. Of course, if we're more connected, if we're seeing more people, of course, we're going to be less lonely. Of course, it's going to be easier to make friends. Like I, it's really shocking. I think,
0: I think it's, it's, it's a social exhaustion too. I I think much like the proverbial high school lunchroom, obviously I'm speaking from a Western world concept here. So bear with me. But like in, in, in this country, you know, the proverbial, so to speak, high school lunchroom is a very tense place. It's a very self Um, aware, insecure, because everyone is kind of posturing and trying to act right and be cool and be at the certain table and whatever. And I think we all end up going to our respective spaces that we call home exhausted. And then that exhaustion, I think, leads to a level of isolation. And then you're sitting there by yourself in your room and you're like, am I really being myself? Can I be myself? Can I bring my full self to my friendships, relationships, work, environment? And that's over self analysis i again i i think has has produced a a deep sense of of loneliness
1: okay so i was talking to our daughter grace the other day who's 14 yep. freshman in high school talk about high school cafeteria oh, lunchroom man. like freshman is the the epitome the of epitome. that and yeah. i mean she has an older brother at her school with her which is a, which is a pretty good feeling it yep. makes us makes us feel he's good he's big too yeah he's else. big yeah and such a sweet like I mean, do I, can I say boy. he's like a teddy bear? Because he really is,
0: but. Six foot five teddy bear. Whoa, yeah, he's he's, sweet. He's, <laughs> so I was,
1: Grace and I were talking in the other day, and I was asking her about her friendships mm-hmm. at school. I'm like, hey, how are, you, how are your friendships going? What are you? And she started off the year playing volleyball, which was so. Fun, you know this, and I'm like the two girls who I thought I want her to be friends with. Those two girls are the two girls that she's gravitated towards being friend, friends friends with, right, which yeah. feels like such an accomplishment yeah. as a parent when you're when We're your teenagers it. do what you want them to do without you having to tell them to oh do it. My like, God. We
0: are doing do whole episode right? on that yeah.
1: <laughs> how to get your teenagers to do <laughs> to what, to you, do what want you want them want. to do yeah. without you having to Here's tell them. Here's three rules. Oh my gosh, that, that, that yeah.
0: if no anybody could
1: make those three rules, that would be a bestseller. So I was asking her, you know, what why did why did you choose these girls for your friends? What are you liking about them? And She goes, well, I feel like they're just really themselves. Like, interesting. You know, ex- mm. explain that to me, trying to draw things out of a teenage girl, although Grace loves to talk, which is so fun. So fun. But she was saying, you know, there are other people who, when I talk to I get the feeling that they're not giving me their real opinions. They're just kind of trying to figure out what I want to hear and what I'm going to agree with. Mm. And she said, I just feel like I can't really be good friends with those people because i'm not really getting to know who they actually are so first of all proud mom moment um for grace i haven't heard that conversation i know i I forgot to tell you uh, for grace to see that and recognize that and know that she wants friendships with people who are genuinely themselves but it made me wonder if part of the loneliness that we are feeling in the world is that even though we're around people all the time even though people see more of our lives probably than they've ever seen when here we are at our table and our in our kitchen. I mean, this is people in our lives, but I don't know if we let people in to see the real version of who we actually are. Yep. And that's got to feel so lonely. lonely. Totally. If nobody actually sees you and knows you, and if you have to feel like you have to put on a performance and be something that you aren't to keep other people happy or to try to impress people or try to make friends or keep friends, that's not only exhausting, like you mentioned, but it's actually just lonely.
0: Yeah. It reminds me when I wore Spanx for a while. Oh like, Judah, that's not okay. what we're talking about. <laughs> um, you're... but you know, you take off Spanx after the whole day and First you're like, of all... Oh dear God, I got to let down a little bit. You know, I don't, like,
1: I don't know if most... that's not it. <laughs> no, no, no. That's so it. First oh. of all, I don't know if most people know that Spanx actually was made for men. I don't even know if they still make them. What for are we men? talking
0: about? Yeah, for, this is years ago. Yeah, yeah, Spanx tank tops are like unbelievable. Yeah, and, and I'm what, not talking about the loose ones. I'm talking about the super tight. Oh ones. Oh
1: no, the super tight ones. Because yeah, here's what should
0: get some more. Right, here's what was horrible
1: while. about your Spanx. Fans. I stopped
0: eating gluten. I didn't need Spanx as much. No, this but do that, you remember what something.
1: actually happened? No. You were you and I were working out for the first time together in our marriage. Like I finally got you to work out. Yeah. And you were working out and you're doing it. It was a pretty intense workout that we did together, but it wasn't you know nice marriage bonding moment and you were committed because you wanted your chest to be flat like that was yeah. your whole goal the trainer would ask you what, what what's your goal He's like i just want i just want my chest to be flat and you were there you were committed you were working out and then you then just and then Spanx. you discovered spanks and cool. literally like a week later you stopped working out i don't think you
0: worked oh out i'm since. sorry let me speak into the camera for a moment if you had the option friends you choose your <laughs> own adventure here's your two options number one is Work really, really hard, sweat profusely and get, how should I say, minimal differences and adjustments and augmentations. Or don't work out, enjoy your morning, sip your coffee, and then put on a miracle tank top that makes you look like Brad Pitt in Fight Club. (laughs)
1: If you look like Brad Pitt. Choose your own adventure. (laughs) If you look like Brad Pitt in Fight Club, I would not have complained about this thing.
0: (laughs) All right. <laughs> Louis. Anyway, it's me, you, it's me and you, man. Me and you. This is outrageous. But
1: that spank stop was so tight, you couldn't wait to take it off at the end of the day. Yeah. So is it better?
0: Well, I'm just making the metaphor. If, if I could return again okay. to the usage of my metaphor mm-hmm. before we discussed uh, me versus Brad Pitt in Fight Club, I didn't bring what a, man can compare.
2: I didn't bring. I mean, a, this
0: is astronomical.
1: You oh, brought, brought it, it Brad that's Pitt true. in Fight Club, so that's, that's, on, that's on you.
0: So, back to my metaphor. Yes. But the feeling of, like, taking off Spanx and you're like, you know, it's not, like, super encouraging because you take Spanx off and you're like, oh, yeah, dang, still me. It's kind of hoping <laughs> Spanx would, like, also change me while I wore it. Um, but... uh yeah, you do feel some kind of way, right? It's like taking off a mask or a bunch of makeup. I don't know, you're like, oh, "I hope people still like Oh, uh, women love feel that way about taking a bra. The way I am. Taking
1: a bra off at the end of the day.
0: That's oh, like Oh, really? Oh, I oh, yeah. oh, like it. Yeah. Oh,
1: it's like, "Oh, finally, I can Finally free."
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it, it it is a weird sensation. I think that we're all experiencing when we get home by ourselves, turn off our phone, turn off our Instagram, turn off social media, turn off our presentation and our posturing and our way of like presenting ourselves to the world. And suddenly you're like left alone in your own head in the silence of your own bedroom. And you're like, I am me. Is me enough? Is me sufficient? Is me the person people are in love with? Or is it the Spanx version of me? And, um, that's a tough spot to be in.
1: That is a really tough spot to be in because we can't, if we don't feel seen and heard, then oh, we yeah. can't feel loved. But if the only way we can feel loved is if we are a different version of ourselves, then we can't feel seen and heard. And it feels like this downward spiral. And then spiral. the only
0: person who knows you is you. So, literally, by definition, you are in a lonely place.
1: But I actually think you get to a point where you don't even know yourself. Yeah, don't. I mean, that was for me. High school was trying to figure out who I was and trying to learn myself. And I mean, high school life all the way through. I feel like it wasn't my favorite thing about becoming forty and finding and getting into my (laughs) forties. Is like, you know what? I think I know who I am and I like myself. So, well,
0: it's definitely we're at that age where it's like this is either who I am or. I got so much work to do i'm not going to change all right this is who i am <laughs> you know, you're just like ah man all right i kind it you know and you, you hope that it at, at midlife that we find ourselves in uh 45 do that again i'm 90. i keep saying that it's so bizarre but um yeah you hope at at, at our stage you're like i kind of hope i'm i'm okay with with who i am because i guess this might be it yeah but there mean, ha- we're going to keep growing yeah
1: yeah but there has to be a better answer than just getting old or yeah. just getting older because we have painted A fairly bleak picture of loneliness like it's hopeless people don't really see you they don't know you so you can't feel loved and you feel lonely and yeah what's the answer what's the antidote well actually before we get to the answers in the antidote i want to bring up another problem and just paint a really bleak picture
2: okay right
1: um and this is a confession a true confession that i don't think you know about actually are you ready yeah i'm ready um so i've you are gonna be so annoyed because it's gonna start with So my therapist talking, uh, yeah, talking this about has been
0: if you're a therapist out there, I love you. I think I have two therapists right now, if I'm not mistaken. But like literally every conversation we have right now in our family. No, uh, not
1: in our family, just with you and on our date nights and stuff. And yeah, our sorry, our
0: family is a, it pertains to you and me, yeah. not the kids. They're 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 not in therapy yet. <laughs> yet. But um everything starts. Like date night is like Hey, so my therapist and i'm like oh my god <laughs> i I, I
1: completely own it i absolutely have become that person Wild. because yeah. it has been so transformative so okay we got that out of the way Kay. so my therapist yeah. <laughs> um, in our conversations all the things she's asked me to do i've been like okay yep yep on it i can do that i can do that the one thing i've actually pushed back on with her yeah. is she's like no why don't you try you know doing this to make some new friends because i I've been in a season, and we've talked about this before on a previous episode where the last few years have just been really our friendships up for the last 20 years. And mm-hmm. we've had really good, amazing long-term friendships, relationships. And it feels like the last couple of years they've been a little decimated. If I could use a kind word for it, That's right? intense, yeah. But dramatically not changed. Dramatically yeah. changed is a is a less intense word. And My therapist, my therapist, um, we were talking about this and she said, why don't you do this, this and that for, you know, try to make some new friends. And I, it's the first time I said, I don't think I can do that. I don't think I have it in me. I don't even know, even knowing everything that we know about health and smoking and national, you know, epidemic of loneliness. It's like, you know, it's been a rough journey. That's been a little bit painful. And I actually don't know how much I want to make new friends right now. And I just want to say that so we can talk about mm. that for a minute, because before we get into all of this conversation about how do we actually go about making friends? What are the benefits of it? What do we need to do? I want to acknowledge that real place that I find myself in. And maybe I'm by myself, wow. but I would imagine there's other people in the same space who feel like for whatever reason, I don't even know if I want to make friendships. Probably. I feel like I've been hurt in the past or I've been misunderstood or I've been misrepresented and I think I'm just going to be fine by myself and my dog. Whoa. So adding to the bleak picture that we've already painted, um, what would you say to that? And obviously I have my own Well, you could always
0: try cigarettes. (laughs) You know, that's an option. Assuming well, the, that they're less detrimental,
1: so then you're doing doing double duty. Like, yeah, one's worse than the other. So I'm just going to do both. I'm just going to go for the loneliness and the 15 zigs a day, and maybe then I'll be skinny. Start chain right.
0: smoking on our podcast here. Right. Uh, it's not as bad as loneliness, um, man. That's such a good such a good question, um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm not in, entirely sure. I think people probably assume that that we turn on the cameras and start podcasting because we have this beautiful ornate plan but i mean you you always have notes i i don't because it's more exciting to me but um i think more than anything my my sensation that i get is is empathy and uh a level of understanding in my own journey though uh, I'm an extrovert. You're an introvert. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you do the math, so to speak. That that lends itself to uh, you. I've understood you more through our firstborn. Uh, Who 19, is like me. Who's a lot like you. He's, he's never going to have a lot of friends, but he's going to have really meaningful, deep friends. Yeah. And I think the challenge becomes when looking at our 19-year-old, it's like as his life progresses, if he's committed just to the few friends he's always had but if something in his life were to change those relationships well then it 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 puts him in a very interesting and peculiar situation which i think in a lot of ways you you find yourself in you are not um your personality isn't prone to like well lost that friend going to make a new one you know where yeah. where i'd be like all right, well, make some new friends. And and I have made some new friends recently. Got a lot of old friends still, by the way, just to be clear. I'm yep. down for new friends and old friends. Yeah, and by I the still
1: way. I still have amazing friends. I don't want my yeah. friends listening to this thing, well, I thought we were friends. You know? Yeah, but- yeah,
0: totally. But but you don't, um by nature, you are not a um, oh, you know what? I'm kind of feeling a little lonely. I'm gonna make some new friends. It's like I'm feeling kind of lonely is this the rest of my life, you know, and, and (laughs) is this just how it is? And and we've had some of those combos. So yeah, if I was watching this podcast or listening to this podcast, I'd be like, yeah. Okay. So what in the world are you talking about? Like, yeah, that's how I feel. I don't feel like making new friends, but I do feel lonely. And, um, I think that's a a peculiar conundrum that that I'm sure a lot of people find themselves in. And, um, yeah, I'd love to discuss it for sure. And, and learn and, and, and maybe come up with some, action items like who says that
1: (laughs) action items um thank you for your empathy and not judgment over that statement and that heart posture that i've genuinely found myself in i think because you and i are so different and making friends probably seems so easy to you that it could be easy for you to to judge or belittle and thank you for not um, and I think I said that first because it's easy for me to tell you that in a safe space, safe space of a podcast. you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but recognizing there has to be a lot of other people who feel very similarly. Yeah. Like, okay, saw the title of this podcast, How to Make Friends, or whatever the title is going to be. And like, oh, I just want to skip this one because I'm bad at it. I've been hurt by it. I don't even want to do it. And so don't give me tools for something that I don't want to do that yeah. I know I should change. But I just don't even want to and i i want to acknowledge that and say that's okay i mean i have to tell myself that that that's okay yeah (laughs) and and just say for me the um the why am i emotional about it the journey has just ended up being a very personal one between me and god Mm. which is probably i don't know if that actually helps with loneliness or not but um uh, sorry
0: um, so sorry.
1: that it's led me back to what do i actually believe about god mm-hmm. does god love me when i'm doing everything right or does he love me when i'm a little bit stubborn and resistant to i know you want me to have friends but i don't really want that right now
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um it's actually been a really cool thing with god
0: wow Special to hear you say that, I think. Um, Ultimately, that's probably going to be the best takeaway for for anybody is that, um, you know, you and I are definitely that couple that believes that God is a real person and he reveals himself as a father, the ultimate father, the eternal father and the father of us all. And he's perfect, though. He's the perfect father and he Mm -hmm. does want to be near and close. I mean, the Bible says he's near to the brokenhearted, you know, so if you're feeling broken it's a the scripture seems to insinuate that he's extra near you know and you don't even have to believe what we believe to be like well I could draft off that I could I could glean from that um there is a a a gregarious kind and generous divine being who wants to wrap his arms around me and and be there with me and sit there with me and not not fix me as much as friend me.
1: He's like a puppy.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, uh, by the way, he's, I'm, he's a lot. I'm so impressed. He's a lot better good. than a puppy, but I hear you. I know. Sorry. That was really sacrilegious. I also just tried to, I had to lighten the moment for a little moment, bit. Right? Yeah. Oh, no, God is I not. I kind of want to ask God you a difficult like a question okay. about
0: your personality type, but. I
1: love like the off camera, like Kleenex. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Toilet paper. We never have Kleenex. I don't understand those people who always have Kleenex with them. Yeah. I think that's such a gift. Not us. We've
0: never. I uh-uh. can't even remember the last time we had Kleenex in our home. I don't mean just the brand. I just mean Kleenex. Any, yeah. yeah. It's we always toilet, toilet paper. paper. I don't know if that's a generational thing. That's an interesting observation. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Um, If I, yeah, if I had one challenging comment, it would be that it seems sometimes in your personality that you, you suffer from something. And what you suffer from is, I don't want it to sound um, heartless. I don't want it to sound ruthless because none of those things is what I intend, but exploratory for sure. Like I, I'd, I'd like to know what it, if, if it's just a personality thing, we've been married, you know, coming up on 24 years. So your, your uh kind of trajectory of your emotion is an interesting observation as it relates to friends Mm -hmm. meaning i am more prone in my personality to fake it to fake friendliness (laughs) to please people or make people happy or engage maybe potential friendship that could be meaningful and we'll see about it but i'm i can be friendly i can be friendly when I don't feel friendly, when I don't want to be friendly, when I'm exhausted with friendliness, but I'm just like, yeah, what's up, man? Tell me, about. hey, where are you from? Your personality, one of the reasons I married you and attracted to you is I find you to be a little more authentic than my personality, Mm -hmm. which I also have friends just like you that I've made friends because I I find them to be sometimes more authentic. I mean, I have friends that are like me too that are a little more people pleaser and kind of, you know, friendly even when it cost us dearly and we go home so fatigued because we're so friendly mm-hmm. but your friendliness seems sometimes selective mm. and then i wonder sometimes if you suffer silently at home because you sometimes don't have the energy or don't don't don't, don't sense that um being being friendly you you don't have, You're not beholden to pleasing people like I am, so <laughs> you, I think, get misread a lot. So do some of my other friends, but particularly you get misread. Like, oh, maybe she doesn't care, maybe she, but but you're just like, no, I I I don't have the energy to give. I don't have the you know ability. So I'd like to be trusted with sitting here and and not doing that. But so much of our world is is not oriented that way, and so I wonder if if not only you suffer as a result but other people with your similar personality and makeup because you when I say selective friendliness I don't mean that you are dismissive or that you are removed or that you feel more uh, elite or better than others or any moral high ground although that is to how it's taken sometimes I think for you it's 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 an energy management it's also like man I I don't know this person, I don't need to know everybody and be everybody's friend, so that's okay. I'll give them distance and myself distance. But I wonder sometimes late at night, if you kind of feel like, man, I'm so lonely. Mm-hmm. My personality is like, well, just be a little friendlier, it's, which I think is kind of a short-sighted response.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting question in light of what we talked about a little bit ago about being your authentic self and feeling like you've been a fake version of yourself all day, so you come home yeah. and you know, take, <laughs> take, take, take off. the Spanx off. Um, that if i was and i've done this for a season of life i i think you're so amazing i admire you so much and especially in the way you relate to people that i have tried to probably be a little bit more like you and i just end up tired and exhausted and still the same result of loneliness because i I don't feel like i'm being my authentic self anyway and so what's what's the point? point if i have to Uh, right? It's such a tension because I was about, if I was about to say, if I have to change who I am to make friends, then are those really friends? But at the same time, I understand there is a putting of yourself out there. And that is to me, the fear that I'm having to overcome right now. Mm -hmm. It is the, um, it's the fear of rejection and the fear of I'm not good at this because we've had, I had the same three, four amazing friends for 20 years. And so didn't have to learn how to make new friends for, you know, obviously there's skills in that process, but, um, it's a fear of rejection, fear of doing something I'm not good at. And it's like, "Mm, I just don't know if it's worth trying.
0: Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. makes a lot of sense. Doomed. If you do doomed, if you don't almost. So it's like, what's the point? It's going to be me. (laughs) I haven't
1: heard that version of it. doomed instead
0: of, well, I didn't want to, you know, be TV mature here.
1: Yeah. Um, (laughs) so stepping out and doing something new and scary
2: mm.
1: for me is the hurdle to overcome and i not new but unused for the past for the past 20 years how is it that as we become adults oh, finding man. friends and stepping out with new people to try to like and not i'm not talking about acquaintances but people that you almost okay remember when um we were youth pastors and this was a thing in the early 2000s. I don't know if it's still a thing anymore, but in a, in a guy and a girl were interested in each other. And then all of a sudden they had, it used to be called the define the relationship conversation.
0: Oh yeah. Remember that? That's still happening, right? Yeah. But
1: I don't think it's called that anymore. Oh, oh. And you curious, somebody let us, know. somebody yeah. let us know, but that, Help us. you know, like how much courage it takes for a man or a woman to step out and say, okay, I, I like you. Mm. Do do you like me? Okay, we we like each other. Okay, so what are we going to do about that now? I feel like friendships almost take that same level of courage at some point. Where to say, hey, yeah, we've been acquaintances, we've been texting, we've been whatever. But I like you as a friend. Do you you like me as a friend? Okay, okay, what what are we going to do about that now? And to have the courage to do that.
0: Almost rules of engagement is what you're talking about. Um, no,
1: no, I'm not talking about what is our, I'm talking about the vulnerability of, I see, of, I like you. Do you like me? Because you could say, I like you, and you might be more interested in pursuing a friendship with somebody than they are in pursuing it with you. And then you just put yourself out there and you got rejected.
0: That's Does such that a make good, sense? Yeah, it's such a good point. And I can imagine so many people dealing with that. Um, and I don't have as, as a solution as much as I think. For me, I crave like you do um, a level of vulnerability and candor that is uh, maybe not totally status quo and normal. Um, I think that's how we see the divine too. it's how we see God who loves us in our um, nightmare state, so to speak. you know we're all troubled and 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 pained and broken and fractured and yet God is, is so um gracious and 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 patient with us so i i think a lot of my relationships now are taking shape um in a lot more um admitting my feelings of insufficiency or insecurity or fear or worry um yesterday i had a coffee um with someone who we were talking about facetime and he was just sharing his heart about FaceTime, and sometimes people are distracted when he calls, or whatever. And I was like, "Man, I to be honest i I didn't take people's FaceTime for a long time when I was doing something else. If I'm at the mall, or if I'm the golf course, mm. or obviously in a <laughs> meeting. But like, you know, I
1: love that. That's those the two places that you are at the mall, <laughs> or the mall or the golf course. <laughs> Who goes to the mall anymore? By the way,
0: <laughs> I do. You know, like that guy, uh, but. But I just admitted like, yeah, I just felt like if I wasn't like completely focused that I shouldn't, shouldn't mm. take the FaceTime yeah. because I thought it would maybe communicate that I didn't care and I wasn't focused and I wasn't committed. And and we just talked through that. And even with my friend, he was like, like with me, and I was like, yeah, like even with you, like I didn't. I wouldn't take the FaceTime. It's like we were able just to say like, no, bro, take my FaceTime. We're brothers. Like, I don't care if you're doing something else. I just want to hear from you and say hi to you. And, and, you know, that that's the kind of stuff that I crave going forward is just friends who are willing to talk about really silly stuff. But it, it is the silly stuff, isn't it, that kind of mm. sticks out and ends up kind of sticking around and starting to make you think and feel some kind of way.
1: Yeah, I agree, and that's probably what I feel not so good at sometimes is the silly stuff. Like yeah. you have a meaningful conversation, I'm I'm down, but silly stuff probably but I'm not so great at sometimes. But
0: well, the silly stuff isn't just being comical and whatever. Yeah, but yeah. I also mean like what seems inconsequential, but actually in light of it's it's like you know, wait, you weren't taking my calls because you were at the mall. Like bro, you can take my call at the mall. It's funny. Know? It's
1: like the more you know somebody. The more comfortable you are with them, mm. you will take their Facetimes. It like like my mom calls. I'll, I'm if I'm going to the bathroom. I'm like, hey mom, literally while I'm peeing. Wait,
0: what? Really? Yeah. Even you take a Facetime in the bathroom
1: with my mom.
0: I didn't know that.
1: I would, I, I would with you.
0: With
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would laying in bed. Um, yeah, but it's like obviously <laughs> okay, so many people I wouldn't. Okay. Yeah. I have a statement. I want you to tell me true or false. Okay only two answers then you have to you can't you can't choose a middle road okay and it, and it can be more true or less true or false or whatever but true or false it's lonely at the top true why do you lean that way why do you why would you say that's a true statement
0: well first of all let me be very clear I don't assume in any way shape or form that I'm at the top I don't know what that means yeah, but right. I that's know true. As a chairman of the board, I've mm. experienced that role as um, a community leader and the spokesperson, so to speak, of a community. That 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 has felt um, very isolating and lonely um, when you employ your friends. I don't employ the church to, you know, but yep. it was yep. like I was the chairman of the board. You know, I was at the time the equivalent of a CEO. We now have a CEO in our community, but um, yeah, it felt very uh, ostracizing at times because it was like, oh man, what happens if I got to make decisions for the community that adversely affects decisions about my friendships? And that intersection was very lonely. still is. And um, so I don't know if that translates to Peak performers in athletics or entertainment, or uh you know, we used to have a friend who was ranked as a barista in the world. He did barista so cool. competitions, you know. Like, so I don't know if that you're at the top of the barista game or if you're the number one ranked teacher. You won teacher of the year. I don't know if that's lonely. I would imagine it is, but I know for our own context, like, yeah, there's a level of loneliness that uh, you know. Sometimes it feels like you sign up for it a little bit, and that's just what comes with with the territory, um, and. I don't know. Watch the Last Dance with MJ, you know, and you watch Mike, and you're like, "Whoa, Mike seemed a little lonely." You know, he was he was the guy. He, he was the Chicago Bulls. He was the NBA. It seemed.
1: Yeah, different from his teammates. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was younger, I would have said false. Is yeah. it lonely at the top? I would have said, "Nah, you can you can you can push through that. Yeah, That's the mentality. You, got all these you can that choose love it. Love you, you, admire
0: you. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I, I would probably tend to agree with you. I, again, it's it's a phrase we're not saying at the top, but yeah, just organizationally. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we've been talking about something that I'm not good at. Can we talk about something I'm good at now? <laughs> so we, I can feel better about myself. Yeah. What is that?
0: Ah, oh, come on. I'm kidding. <laughs> so many things. Yeah. Let's talk about it.
1: I do. I mean, I, right. I feel so awkward admitting, yeah, I don't really we we'll know if i want to make new friends right now and then let's talk about how to make new friends you know like where do you go from there in a podcast about <laughs> you know helping the surgeon general combat loneliness by <laughs> developing friendships but yeah
0: the name of this episode is how the smiths are helping the gen the surgeon surgeon general, general. almost the general surgeon <laughs> he's
1: probably a general surgeon also probably <laughs> um and that is boundaries mm and the role they play in friendships and relationships, in how to, how to use them to enhance friendships, not take away from them. Um, when I, define boundaries and what comes to your mind when I even say that in the context of friendships?
0: Boundaries for me right now is just all summed up in one little itty bitty word and that's no. Um, and somebody told me years ago, I think late in our 20s, uh, your no as you get older will become far more important than your yes. Uh, but there's a chapter as a as a young developing human where it's like yes is what's so formidable mm. and formative um, because you're just like yes 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 and my mom made me say yes to every speaking engagement I ever received no matter where it was in the world and now most of those things I say I say no to and and that's a boundary because the, what's motivating me is is time with you and time with our kids and and time with our dear friends uh, in the city that God put us in so uh or in our case maybe the couple of cities god's put us in that we're <laughs> yeah. in love with and, and people so um I, I would i would say no how would you define boundaries i'm sure it's much more sophisticated
1: oh i shoot. i was like he's gonna ask me that and i don't have a great
0: oh really great felt like i had a pretty good answer
1: no um yeah <laughs> i had maybe broaden it and i would see it more as setting expectations because mm. sometimes a boundary is actually Ooh, a like yes, is actually a yes that it's it's setting the expectations of hey we're we're in a relationship we're in a friendship and here is here is the expectations like I have noticed when I give out my number you know this and probably why part of why I feel lonely is so many friendships are developed over text right now and I am just a very bad texter like I'm very text shy my kids oh say, I wouldn't
0: call you a bad texter I'd call you a non texter <laughs> frankly <laughs> That's very true there's a big difference yeah
1: the kids say my texts come across intimidating like how can a text be intimidating kurt
0: is the word i believe yeah and so i try
1: to put like the the heart eye emojis and the heart super excited
0: about date night tonight she'll text back lowercase me too (laughs) oh (laughs) sounds like it
1: what am i supposed to say like me too exclamation board exclamation point 50 exclamation mark. I'll, I'll throw a heart eye, a little heart eye emoji in there. It
0: all depends on how you feel emotionally. I mean, if you want to translate, you, feel, you want me to give you the language of texting and how it works. Yeah,
1: gosh. My Can friends we, out
0: there know all caps uh, communicate what, they, what it communicates.
1: Yelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know that. So I don't want to text back me too in all caps. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. I'm, a, I'm
0: Punctuation, a, things like that. I don't want to get into it.
1: I know. I I'm just.
0: You're great with punctuation, but texting isn't about being accurate with your punctuation. I know. It's about being. How should I say? Uh,
1: it's really hard for me not to
0: demonstrative. Not with to with put your punctuation. Yeah, I'm
1: just. I'm I'm not good at it. Yeah. Uh, so, but when I give people my number, I will try to say, "Hey, just hey, so you know, I'm really bad at when texting." When I give you
0: my number, I just want you to know I'm not on my phone ever. So this is just a charade. <laughs> is that what you tell them?
1: something along those lines
0: (laughs) this is not real what i'm doing I'm giving you you my number
1: but you're never going to be actually when
0: i'm giving you my number just know that the man i've been married to for 24 years he also cannot get a hold of me (laughs) i'm kidding you've done a little bit better over the years
1: i mean yes and no yeah but so many reasons for that but when
0: i'm with you i love that you're the phone does not dominate your life or our time or our dates or our vacation. Thank you. Our, yeah, Except I have found
1: I have found a new numbers game. This guy on, is
0: like taking up my chair. I know
1: It's so, he's so cute. Uh, I found a new numbers game on my phone, and I have been playing that. It's kind of fun.
0: Yeah, I think that happened last night. There's a game on, and I'm watching. And usually Chelsea's just sitting there watching with me, and she's just on her phone. I'm like, who are you texting? It's like, oh, the texter now has Great. become the the critic.
1: Yeah, but I wasn't texting. You
0: weren't even. You're were like I'm playing a numbers game, and I was like, ah, dang. <laughs> but yes,
1: it's not about texting. That's right. It's about boundaries and expectations. And okay. for me, just to say, hey, just you know, I'm I'm really not good at, at setting expectations. Setting the point, yeah. setting expectations in, I in really relationships, like that especially in new relationships, yep. and trying to help people not take things personally. Right.
0: Yeah, and the thing that I'm working on is a quick no rather than a slow no. Mm. And I'm, I'm I'm well known with my friends to the slow no. And I just need to be better at being like, no, I'm not going to be able to be there. As opposed to, let me let, let me think about it, you know? And it's like, bro, I think on this, sometimes I really just thought I mean that. We're going to talk about it, you and I, can we do it? But I think a, a quicker no would be better than a slower no for me in terms of boundaries.
1: Yeah, oh, I think it was a Lisa Turker, I'm not a Turkerist?
0: Lisa Turkersh?
1: Tur- Turkersh? Yeah. I don't know how to say her name. That was it. A nugget from one of her books. that oh, it was. yeah, stood out. It was one of Thank those you, like Lisa, right? One of those lifelong lessons.
0: I probably got that from you because you read that book. Is that where I got it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
1: but I like it when I like it when you take stuff and then and then think that it's make yours. it my own. And <laughs> make That's what good relationships do. Um, good relationships really do make us better people. Yeah, and I I know this. Can you expand on that? And then yeah. Expand on how relationships make us better people.
0: Well, I mean, it's an interesting study as it pertains to ancient scripture because this idea of walking is, uh, I think paramount is the right word. It it starts in the garden where we see the beginning of the Torah, like God wants to walk with us, um, which I think is a portrait of, we do this, we go on walks, um, Mm -hmm. of connection and relationship. And I think... Mm -hmm we are told never to run with god uh we're told to not jog with god we're told to walk with god and the scripture seems to insinuate that that that's almost the culmination uh of our whole existence is is this walking and i think who you walk with matters and in mm-hmm. life is always moving forward it can't move back so it's this idea of just you know walking every day. The Bible talks about walking in the spirit and, you know, all that. And it, and I think this idea of relationship and connection is, well, it it might very well be the big idea. Um, I was telling a friend yesterday who's contemplating the ways of Jesus and and walking with Jesus that he's like, so you're saying relationship is the reason we're all here. And, and I stopped and I was like, yeah, yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. So, that doesn't mean whoever has the most relationship wins that's not the goal it's it's not about the the amount as much as it's about the depth and the commitment and the care and the candor and opening our hearts to one another and 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 then learning about um, the invisible realm which made the visible realm through our connections with humans and learning and listening and growing and not posturing ourselves as the expert or the instructor or the leader or the captain all the time, but also like, bro, tell me what you know, and tell me what you see and tell me what you feel. And 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 we grow and we develop as 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 humans and and ultimately uh, worshipers um, to the the creator. So I'm I'm a big proponent. I think this is a super important episode. It just goes to show though the stuff that seems to matter the most in this life um often is the most painful and the most challenging it's 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 the pain point of of it all like um marriage is such an interesting investigation on our capacity for long term long standing committed relationship um and by the way i i we've got friends who have had multiple marriages and gone through all kinds of so we're not going to get into the details of Who's right and wrong and bad and whatever? Marriages start, and they end. We move on. We keep going. God's gracious, but but it's um in our journey of twenty four years, you're like, whoa, this is not easy. Like if it's, this was easy, I think everybody would do it. So this idea of friendship and relationship and deep connection, and a real sense of of being known, mm. let's not kid ourselves. This is no light and little thing. This is no easy low hanging fruit that everyone can just do. Um, it takes a level of of vulnerability and 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 almost feeling exposed and naked and like, ah, do you still love me for who I really am and and do you? And and sometimes like, here I have been married to you for twenty four years, but it's like I need to hear that every day almost. Like, you still love me? We're good. I love you. You know. And it's like, you know, when you say like, I love you, but it's not like I love you. It's like I, I love you you know and you're like question uh, yeah? Yeah. you love me too? Huh? that's me yeah, just saying you know, that i yeah. need you to say it question mark it back. question mark question mark that's what it would be in a text yeah. but anyways um <laughs> thanks for we that we can talk about that later <laughs> but but yeah this episode isn't dedicated to like let's judah and chelsea are going to tell everybody out there how to have the best friendships ever as if we know or as if we have those but i love our friendships i think they're the best yeah. but um you know work is what comes to mind but i I wouldn't call it work as much as i would call it um a willingness to be you and see what happens Mm. and is that's work i don't know it's more courage than work i guess
1: yeah I, i that's the the thought that i wanted to close this episode out with is courage is just courage Mm. and you know as we you know conclude episodes in prayer wondering if you would pray (laughs) Uh, but pray that people would have courage either courage to be themselves so that they can be known for being themselves or courage to maybe take a step deeper in a relationship maybe courage to have a spiritual conversation with somebody that maybe there's a, a a friendship that's just been surface level and you want to get it deeper but you don't know how and this is my, like my one tip for the day, that yeah. <laughs> um, I do think spiritual conversations are an amazing way to take a relationship th- to the next level, yeah. to make them intimate, to make them deep. We believe we are made spirit, soul, and body, and you know our spirit is our the deepest part of who we are sure. in spiritual conversations. Like when you and I talk about what's going on in our spirit Jesus yeah, and the yeah, Bible yeah. and God, and even with our friends, there's something really bonding and deep to that. And so maybe somebody needs courage to have that kind of a conversation. Um, obviously, you and I are community leaders and pastors, and we try to provide tools to give people spiritual conversations so that they can deepen their friendships and develop real community. Um, but it takes courage. Yeah. It all it all just takes
0: courage. And that courage, I think, in my own life, and I promise we're coming to a close. Mm-hmm. Sounds like I'm doing a sermon. But uh, <laughs> is is really from the the ground zero of god loves me Mm. and if i was the most candid that i could possibly be around this topic the loss of friendships that we've all experienced um and and you and i have experienced in these last few years and a lot of people have there's been a lot of fallout in in light of global events and and happenings and developments that are mostly kind of beyond our pay grade, but yet we persist in, in, in sharing our views and <laughs> right. opinions. We all do, it's just the day and age we live in. But um, I go to sleep at night. And what helps me sleep, honestly, is that I know that I'm loved by a perfect heavenly father. He is revealed more in scripture as father than any mm. other description and definition of him. And I know that that He loves me, good, bad, and ugly. He loves me, and that gives me the courage of like, hey, I'm gonna put myself out there today. Because when you talk about spiritual conversations, what you mean is, hey, tell me what's going on inside of you. Mm. I don't. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be you know the the the, the perfect uh, uh, sentence structure and the perfect verb and the noun and the apostrophe and the you know semicolon. Just 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 let it all come out. However, it comes out but I wanna know what's going on on the inside. And maybe you don't know, but what do you know that's going on? Well, I feel pain, I feel lonely, I feel angry, I feel hate, I feel disgust, I feel whoa, 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 okay, come on, let's talk about that. But the courage that I find to do that is that before I do it, I don't know if I'll be loved for doing that. Mm. But I know before I do it, I'm loved, and after I do it, I'm loved by my heavenly father who knows me better than i know myself and yeah and that's a crack in the code as far as i'm concerned and and obviously we've dedicated so much of our professional life to telling the story of god's love for humanity and so you know i'm not going to i'm not going to brush over this episode without <laughs> saying that right. I, I don't know any other fuel for um deepening friendship or making new friendship that is bigger and better and more robust than the love of a heavenly Father, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I agree. We pray, and that's what I want to pray about. Perfect. yes yeah. God. You um, hear us when we're talking to you right now, mm-hmm. and you know this episode, and when we're recording it, and where the world is, and what's going on. But you also know when individuals will watch this episode, and and what's going on in the world in that exact moment, and what they're facing in their exact circumstances, situation. I ask that, like only you can, in only the way I know how to pray, that you'd wrap your massive cosmic arms around your children here on earth who are fledgling and fragile and feel a lot of pain today, particularly around relationships and human connection. Give us the courage and the strength to put ourselves out there again, and maybe we won't be loved the way we want, but from you, we will be. And we thank you for that. Comfort those. Be near to the brokenhearted, as you say that you are. Use this um, very simple conversation. Please use it to comfort and encourage people all over the world. We thank you for that. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for Mm -hmm. our marriage, our friendship, our children. Thank you for protecting us and keeping Mm -hmm. us. and Helping us in the journey and the challenge of friendship. In your name, amen. 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 Hi, hey, Baba. You did so good, Baba. Yeah. You did so good, Baba.
1: You were a good guest. You didn't say very much, though.
0: Yeah, you didn't want to talk at all? Why don't you want to talk? Can I have kisses? Yeah. Kisses?
2: <laughs> 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 That's a no. uh-huh.